everyone. Welcome back for yet another bonus episode of Repros for Iowa. I'm your host, Micah Doolin, and my pronouns are they, them, she. So this is the second bonus episode for this week. Um, I know it's pretty crazy, but the reason why I'm doing another bonus episode is because I did this interview a while ago and I wanted to air it as soon as possible. Um, And the reason why I wanted to air it as soon as possible is because um, CCAN has a ton of great ways to get involved in the community. Um, They make daily action posts and I just wanted to air it so you can see how you can get involved in the Iowa City and Cedar Rapids area. Uh, So this interview is pretty quick. Um, I got to speak with Mandy Nichols on one of her lunch breaks, um, so that's the reason why it's um, a little bit shorter. Um, But she is the, uh, Mandy Nichols is the creator of Corridor Community Action Network, aka CCAN. She talks with me about all the work she's been up to with the organization and some of the projects they have going on. Um, I will post all the links um, to CCAN and the things that they're doing in the show notes. But before we get into it, I just wanted to say that myself, along with Mandy and the Iowa City Democratic Socialists of of America, will be hosting an abortion rights rally in honor of Roe v. Wade and the case in Mississippi. It will be at the University of Iowa Pentecost on December 4th at noon, and I hope you all can join. There will be speakers and chants and t-shirts and bandanas. It'll be a great time. We'll also maybe play some music. Um, I got speakers from the Advocates of Social Justice, You For Us, possibly possibly NARL, and the Great Plains Action Society will also be there as well. Um, So it'll be really a special. um, We'll also probably open up the mic for other people to speak um, from their experience as well. So I hope you all can join. Um, I also just wanted to do a quick mental health check-in today. Um, normally, I don't do it for my bonus episodes, but the last few days and week it has really been tough. Um, I got put on this medication called Abilify, and it's been giving me tremors, and it's just making me, yeah, extremely shaky and extremely anxious. And um, luckily, you know, I got to talk to my psychiatrist, and he tried to add, an, he's trying to add another medication. Um, before I completely go off the Abilify. Um, So I really hope it works. But yeah, it's just like my mental health has been really hard and it's hard to stay focused lately. Um, I don't know why. I I really do think it's because of the medication, but I really hope things get gets better. Um, The reason why I bring this up is because Um, You know, a lot of people struggle with mental health stuff and then sometimes people don't really want to be on medication because of these reasons, like they can make you feel funky sometimes. Um, But I just want to say that I am, you know, you got to power through it. Um, I've got to power through um, trying out different medications um, to best optimize medications for myself. Um, You know, psychiatrists don't always get it right the first time. And I know that, um, but I've got to stick with it and other people have got to stick with it. Um, You know, these medications can be very, very helpful for people. Other times they're not helpful for people and that's okay. Um, Not every medication is good for everybody. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to point out my struggles with that. Like I'm not a hundred percent, like things are getting better um, with some of the medications that I'm on, but other times it's just like, it's not working for me, doctor. Like, let's try something else. Um, and that's something that I need to be advocating for myself too. Um, especially when it comes to my mental health, I need to be making sure that I am sticking up for myself and being like, hey, this isn't working for me. Let's try something different. And yeah, um, advocate for yourself, guys, especially when it comes to um, healthcare. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what else has been going on. I've been just pretty busy. Um, so I made it to five months sober. I, like I said, um, Tyler, my boyfriend, got me a Randy Blythe cameo. Um, Randy Blythe is one of my favorite, all-time favorite sober people. Um, he is the lead singer of Lamb of God, um, and so he spent like eight minutes talking to me on a cameo telling me about his sobriety journey and like also encouraging me in my sobriety journey so I that happened last night and I was like crying and laughing like a blubbering idiot um because it was just really special um I told Tyler this but so yesterday I had PTO but I went in for work anyways but I ended up leaving early because of a stomach ache and I was just I the medication was making me so anxious and I was like really craving alcohol and I had almost stopped to get um fireball whiskey on my way home and I was just like planning to drink it right before I walked in the door and I'm really glad I didn't because he showed me that cameo and Randy Blythe was like you know you can do this and he was very encouraging so it was just like the perfect moment to listen to one of my favorite lead singers of all times tell me that I'm doing a good job in being like sober and staying sober um I'm tearing up now just talking about it, um, but it was like, yeah, prime time, like exactly what I needed to hear, and I just, I think it's funny that it kind of worked out that way. Um, I'm really thankful that Tyler was able to do that for me. It really meant a lot to me, um, but yeah, that's all. I just really wanted to talk about that because it meant so much. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get to the interview. Um, like I said, it's a pretty quick one, but there's tons of ways to get involved. Um, I'm gonna have to have Mandy come back on to speak with me, so maybe we can speak for a little bit longer. Um, like I told her, I'm, you know, I'm newer to interviewing, and she was also on lunch break, so we didn't have a lot of time to begin with, and then you add editing everything out, like all the weird pauses and crosstalk, you know, out, so, uh, yeah. It's a great interview, though. I hope you learn ways to get involved, and until next time, thank you. Uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and, uh, yeah, your name, your pronouns, and a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm Mandy. My pronouns are she, her, Mandy Nichols. I'm the director of Corridor Community Action Network. Um, well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy person. Um, can you tell us what inspired the beginning of CCAN and what it does? So originally it just started as a Facebook group because I was trying to find volunteer and civic engagement opportunities in the area. And there wasn't really any one place where you could see them all. You kind of had to go to everybody's individual sites. So originally it started as a Facebook group where people could just post upcoming events for nonprofit groups or grassroots organizing, civic engagement, things like that. And it just kind of grew as our community hit one crisis after another. Um, when the pandemic happened, we got involved in distributing masks and in some support in Cedar Rapids in conjunction with Advocates for Social Justice. And then when the derecho happened, actually, I'm sorry. Can I recite that? Can we, can I do that all over? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, that part. Um, 
least, yes, when the pandemic started, we were involved with distributing masks to local Sonson County. Um, the biggest thing that we have going on right now is that last winter we did a distribution event for winter gear and we had a lot of community members ask about regular clothing for school and work. And so we started reaching out to some of the organizations that we collaborate with to try to find a resource for that. And there wasn't really one that was a community-wide resource for the corridor. So we kind of took that upon ourselves. Um, typically we do networking and amplification work and support other programs. But since this one didn't exist and the need was unmet, we decided to take that on ourselves. We recently got a 33-foot RV that we've converted into a mobile closet. We had our first event yesterday, actually, at the Community Connections Day and Veterans Stand Down, and we served 40 people on our first day of service. Um, we'll be coordinating with other groups and other mobile services to attend events and do routes and pop-ups and things like that. That's awesome. I know you guys have been working really hard on getting that up and running. Um, how did you get the idea for that? Really just by seeing that that was an unmet need. Um, and there were a couple of advantages to going with a mobile closet to meet that need. Firstly, um, just that it is better for addressing the need when people have barriers to transportation and things like that. We can go to them directly. Um, and also, so having, having a mobile closet, like I said, allows us to coordinate with other agencies. It allows us to go to people where they are. And also, um, it's a little bit less of an ongoing expense than if we were to rented a building that would have been more expensive and also would have had barriers for access that the mobile closet does not have. Right. Um, do you guys, uh, you have a wish list for the mobile closet, right? Is there anything that you're really in need of right now? Winter boots were the hardest need for us to fulfill last year. Um, we ended up having to purchase most of that with just funds that were donated. Um, and then at our first day of service yesterday, we ran out of ponchos fairly quickly. And then also new socks. We have a collection of clean used ones still, but the new socks are gone. And also we have a big need for gloves and mittens, particularly for adults. Yeah, it's definitely, it's getting cold out there. I, I hope that you're able to, yeah, get all that for you. And I hope that like listeners, like will be able to um, kind of help out with that. Um, hmm. Is there anything else you can tell me about what you guys do? Any other types of projects that you work on? Um, well, I can say, Quickly still on the mobile closet, um, we are always accepting clothing donations and those can be dropped off between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. on weekdays at the Iowa City Fab Lab, okay. which is at 870 South Capitol Street. The doors are typically locked, but there is a doorbell on the right side of the door that people can ring to drop items off. Awesome. That's really the biggest thing that we have going on right now. We do do our daily action posts, which give people a list of things that they can do in the corridor that day to help their community in one way or another. And um, we also have a weekly email and blog post that goes up so that people can kind of plan ahead a little bit better than the daily posts allow for. 
And we also do a weekly community wish list where we put together all of the item needs that various organizations in the area have. Anybody that wants to be added to that list, again, can email me at director at corridorcan.com. That's our primary means of communication for any questions anyone may have about anything. Awesome. Um, the one other thing that we do regularly is we do have monthly networking meetings for organizations okay. across the corridor. And those allow representatives to come together and kind of give each other updates on what is going on over the next month, what needs they have, how other organizations can support them. And those are live streamed on our Facebook page so that the public can view and learn more about all of those organizations and plans for the upcoming month as well. Is that just through Zoom usually? Yes. Yep, it is. Okay, cool. We were doing those in meeting or in person at the Iowa City Library pre-pandemic. Um, we moved to Zoom due to the pandemic. And I think that when we do start having in-person meetings again, we're definitely going to go hybrid um, because we have found that those Zoom meetings are a lot more accessible and we do actually have a much higher turnout with the Zoom meetings than we did when we were trying to do in-person meetings. Hopefully things will get back to normal. I like the hybrid meetings though, or like the online meetings. It's just, I don't know, it's nicer. It's easier. Yeah. I have three kids and a full-time job as well and serve yeah. on some community boards. And I know that that's the case for a lot of the other nonprofit leaders in the area as well. Yeah. So definitely a lot easier to just hop on the computer, especially since we are for the whole corridor, um, you know, expecting people to come down from Cedar Rapids. Right. Is, is not necessarily ideal. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's a lot of a net a lot of networking, you just reach out to organizations to see what kind of they need. Are there any challenges that you've uh, had to face while um, doing all of this? Really just time is kind yeah. of the biggest challenge. We are actually looking for some more virtual volunteers as well. Um, if anybody is interested in taking part of the list of organizations that we try to check and share from their Facebook pages to ours. Um, we're also looking for someone to make a pamphlet for the mobile clothing closet. And we could use some assistance writing for grants. Um, there's definitely just a lot of time consuming work involved. That's not necessarily difficult, but it's a lot for our current small group right. to do on our, we're hoping to expand. Um, you said something about writing grants. What is that? We do still have ongoing funding needs for the mobile closet. Okay. Um, so there's less ongoing needs than there would be if we were in a rental space with utilities and things like that. But um, we would like to get the vehicle wrapped. That okay. is not what um, gas is obviously an ongoing expense. And it does take specific gas um, that is a little more expensive. And then Right now we have our insurance paid for the next six months, but there will be another payment due in six months. Um, we got one grant from North Liberty last year that went towards purchasing the vehicle that we're using. Um, but there are other grants that come up on their, their cycles in the area. Gotcha. Applying for to just have that funding for operational expenses. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of ways for people get to get involved with you, and then also through the daily action posts. We are on Facebook and yep. Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we do also have a website at corridorcan.com. 
our Facebook is far more active than our Twitter or Instagram. Um, we are also looking for virtual volunteers to help with the Twitter and the Instagram as well. Is there any other projects that you would want to work on in the future? Are there any we're, ideas? We're always interested in joining with other organizations to work on projects that fit within our mission statement. Um, we welcome anybody to reach out to us at any time if they need support with any kind of community building or any type of direct actions or opportunities to really help the community in any way. What kind of, um, okay, so then I guess I got another question. Um, so because you work with other organizations, what are some examples of that that's happened in the past? Um, like I said, we did coordinate with Advocates for Social Justice for some derecho relief. Um, we have done some work with Iowa City Mutual Aid as far as the food program. We did have a lot of struggles with our garden this year, so um, we were not able to work as much with them this year as we were the previous year, but the year prior, they provided us with seedlings, which we were then able to plant in our community garden and then give them back produce for the meals that they send out. So that was a really nice collaborative yeah. mutual um, We, our first event yesterday with the clothing closet was in collaboration with Johnson County Homeless Services. Um, we are also going to be at an event with the Eastern Iowa Diaper Bank on December 1st. I'm currently in conversation with the Antelope Lending Library to coordinate routes with them. We were a part of the, whoops, sorry, we are a part of the Excluded Workers Fund Coalition, which is a group of organizations that have been pushing for ARP money to go to direct payments to workers who were excluded from previous stimulus payments and unemployment. Um, we worked in collaboration with Advocates for Social Justice also um, at the last election, they were able to provide free, I believe it was Ubers to people to vote. Um, and we amplified that and then we were able to get an account with Yellow Cab of Iowa City for people who did not have smartphone access or had any other barrier to using an Uber. Wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> All Thank right. you. Have a good day. All right. So that was our interview. I hope you found ways to get involved with Corridor Community Action Network and things in your community. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you would like to come on the show to speak with me about your experience or the work that you've been doing, please email me at reprosforiowa.gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, just under the name Repros for Iowa. I also have a Patreon account set up if you would like to support the show monetarily. Um, but yeah, that's it. I hope you have a good rest of your week and I will see you all on Saturday.